Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. The mothers, the lost fathers, and the forsaken children, and let them come quickly. For a voice of crying is heard out of Zion, for we are greatly confused. For death has come into our ghettos to cut off the young men and women from the streets of Philadelphia, New York, L.A., Georgia, Ohio, Florida, Mississippi, and throughout America, South America, the Caribbean islands, Africa, Asia, and all over the world. So return unto me, thus saith Yah, and I will return unto you, O my people. Welcome, listeners, to Time for an Awakening on Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennia. 
This is a history and current events program. From a cultural perspective, we find this program necessary because those Air Force six states, my people, are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But we as a people can turn this around. Proverbs 4, 7 states, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. Again, welcome to the program this evening with your host, Brother Elliot and Brother Reggie. The number to reach us to join the conversation this evening is 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. The listen-only line if you don't have computer access, access to a smartphone, iPad, or anything of that nature. It's 605-562-3140. That's 605-562-3140. And that access code is 958590-POUND. Again, that access code is 958590 and the pound sign. And again, uh, we'll be taking calls from the conference line if you choose to participate. If you're on the conference line, just hit star 61. That's star 61 from the conference line, and we'll be able to get you involved in the conversation. We're streaming live at two locations www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. That's www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Time for awakening is also on TuneIn. On your desktop, your iPad, your iPhone, uh, your tablet, TuneIn is a free app. You can download it and in the search engine, type in time for an awakening. There you'll see the icon. And you can listen to the program live on any of your devices, even in your car. That's time for awakening with the uh, program on the TuneIn app. Drop us an email at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. That's timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Time for Awakening also has a fan page on Facebook. Just go to the Facebook search engine and type in Time for an Awakening radio program there you'll see interesting articles being posted daily by brother reg before you leave that page just hit the like button that's time for an awakening radio program with the fan page on facebook also time for awakening media has been launched in your address bar and your uh, your device just type in time for an awakening.com that's time for an awakening.com and that'll take you straight to time for awakening media There you'll see blogs, articles, podcasts of the programs that you can download, listen at your leisure, or share with your friends. Again, it's time for an awakening media. Make that one of your favorites. Put it in your address bar. Timeforawakening.com. That'll take you straight to Time for Awakening Media. Tonight, uh, second week in a row, no guest schedule. Well, we had a guest schedule, but uh, we're going to reschedule him for the next week. So we got open forum this week. We had a lively conversation last week and uh, always like to exchange with the listening audience. It's open forum again this week. You can join the conversation by dialing 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. Or if you're on the conference line, you can just hit star 61 and we can get you involved in the conversation. Tonight we got a special guest host, Brother Reg is uh, 
traveling. He's in, probably in fight about now. Brother Ralph is stepping in to pinch hit. Glad to hear my brother on with me tonight. We may have another special guest dial in a little bit later on in the program. But uh, we'll, get, we'll be right back to kind of get things started after a brief word from our sponsors. Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and, and our enemies. <laughs> Everybody is here. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency in business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowner's insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Are you one of the million conscious black people who believes that we have the collective wherewithal to affect real economic and political change? If so, band together in solidarity by joining the one million conscious black voters and contributors. Choose leadership that will work for the best interests of black people. We can no longer sit on the sidelines and expect things to change for the better without a significant number of black people playing a pivotal role in that effort. Will you be one of the million that recognizes that black dollars matter? Are you that person who believes it's time to leverage our votes for reciprocity from politicians? If so, then you should join the one million conscious black voters and contributors with members in 29 states and growing every day. We encourage you to sign up and help spread the word by sharing our website i am one of the million.com that's i am one of the million.com antiquity to the present our people need to develop a new paradigm it's time for an awakening sundays 7 p.m with your hosts elliot and reggie welcome back to time for an awakening and uh tonight open forum Anything on your mind? Uh, so a few things have been going on this week. I know we'll touch on them tonight with a special guest. Brother Ralph is with us this evening. Brother Ralph, are you there? Hey, Brother Ellis, hey, how are you doing tonight? How you doing, sir? I'm fine, man. I'm glad that uh, uh, I'm 
you know, I'm filling in for uh, Brother Rez tonight, man, because as you know, there were certain things bothering me all week. Um, we're, we will discuss these things, and hopefully the listeners can uh, give us some feedback if we're missing something. But, uh, man, I'm telling you, these sellouts, these uh, puppets, these media, cl- these media clowns have hit us with an all-time low, man. So uh, <laughs> I'm just glad that you asked me to come on tonight, man, with you, because uh, maybe the listeners can help me out with some of this nonsense we've been hearing all week long, man. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just thrilled to be with you tonight. Well, let, uh, I'm going to get things started. Uh, I got a few things I want to throw out, and uh, the listening audience can get involved. At, again, at 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. We're in open form. Brother Ralph, I want to start this off with uh, Friday, uh, the executive order that was issued. Now, you know, we've always heard complaints from segments of our community that uh, – the president can't do things directed at black folks. He's the president of everybody. Uh, you know, he, he he gets pushed back from Congress. Uh, the Republicans fight him at every step. But it seems as though whenever he wants to make statements, he does it. Now, he made another statement on Friday, an executive order. Uh, and I'll read briefly from this published report. Uh, The Obama administration uh, directed an executive order towards all public schools in the country to allow transgender students to use bathrooms and locker rooms that match their gender identity. Uh, If they don't, um, excuse excuse me, a school may not require transgender students to use facilities inconsistent with their gender identity or their individual user facilities, which students are not required to do so. This letter was signed by officials of the Department of Justice, Department of Education, and sent to every public school um, in the country on Friday. Schools that will not or do not comply to the letter uh, is in danger of losing federal education funds. Uh, So we see now an executive order issued by the president allowing transgender students and, I guess, teachers and everybody else to use locker rooms and bathrooms that they want to identify with. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want to read it, uh, something from a published report, uh, not a published report, from uh, one of our favorite bloggers, Pascal Robert. He blogged something on uh, social media. I want to read it. But, Ralph, your opinion on the uh, latest executive order that doesn't seem to be bogged down in Congress, that doesn't seem to be... Uh, uh, the Republicans fighting him necessarily. Uh, when he wants to make statements, he makes definitive statements. What do you think about this uh, latest uh, executive order? I think, you know, uh, I believe this man is an insult to black folks. Um, when he, when I've heard, and I heard the airways all week long, different Democratic puppets called radio hosts in black skin uh, was fighting to get this out to us to back the president on his measure. Man, let me tell you something. Where have transgenders, homosexuals, lesbians, where have they been using the bathroom? 
You know, no, I, I mean that that's just a simple question. They it's not it's not like these people just popped up and they need a bathroom now. Where have they been using a using the bathroom, Elliot? You know, you I, I'm just going to ask you. <laughs> they've, they've been using the bathroom based on their sex. Uh, if they're male, they go in the men's bathroom. If they, they're female, they go in the females' bathroom. And 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 and. The thing that I, I, that really disturbs me is it's not like back in the 50s and the 60s when we would get lynched trying to use a restroom in a restaurant or a bus stop or something like that. Some of our grandparents, some of our parents had to pull over on the side of the road and take a squat on the side of the road because... They knew the backlash that white folks would do if they tried to go and use one of their bathrooms. I've heard plenty of examples from out of my family, from different people, about why is my grandmother going on the side of the road? Because she saw the evening news where white folks were throwing our plates in our faces. Uh, you know, so when I see this clown and Loretta Willie Lynch on TV talking about this is discrimination and their civil rights have to be protected, yet we see unarmed black men being choked to death on our televisions. We see unarmed black men or, or black teenagers like in Chicago being shot to death. And there was no executive order telling these police departments, if I see that again, I'm going to, you know, hold up government funding for your department until you straighten it out. We didn't see that. You know, that was not to cut across you, but that's a great point because that could have easily an executive order could have easily been issued against these departments uh, for police killings of unarmed or of innocent black folks or to stop this stop and frisk because the courts have ruled that illegal. A lot of these police departments are already under executive decree. Uh, uh, So he could have easily issued an executive order saying, stop these killings of uh, unarmed citizens or you'll lose federal funds. Never did that come across any media. He never issued an executive order in that respect, but go ahead. Now, they got a comeback for you now, Elliot, because I heard one of these Democratic puppets, and I, and I remember what Ann Coulter said a few years ago when uh, she was talking about Michael Steele and the black Republicans, and she said, our blacks are better than their blacks, which was an insult, but letting you know, these people are puppets. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, you know, I mean, these... And, and it's very insulting, and it hurts me. Not because these puppets are all on television and the radio making money. That's not the thing that really gets me. The thing that gets me is when I hear these so-called religious folks calling in and saying, we got to back up our president no matter what, when the Bible that or that book that they read from tells them that you have no part a man should not wear women attire and a female should not wear men. I mean, this is in the book that they claim to represent. 
But yet they say we have to back up this president, this evil Trojan horse that's been nothing more than a point man to direct us into this next president. And, 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 and let me tell you something, man. When, I, when, when people come to me and ask me, well, you got to vote. And, you know, this is my mom. You got to vote. I'm going to give you two of my cliches that I, I've come up with myself. Uh, I would tell them, why should I step in dog crap or horse crap? I mean, if I got to do either one, why should I waste the energy to do that? So when I look at these two so-called front runners that some of my people are telling me, well, we can't let Trump get in there. Well, he's no different from the female. If you look at what the Clintons have done in Haiti, what how they, you know, set set our people up in the 90s. When you take people off of now, now Elliot, me and you know people. We know families. There have been generations of them. At no fault of their own, they've been set up, but no fault of their own, generations on welfare. Mm-hmm. The mother, the mother was on welfare. The daughter get off. She knows no other way. She's on welfare. Her daughter's on. I mean, we've seen this all our life. So when you come in here and supposed to be the first black president, but yet you're Caucasian because you could play a sax. You know, you're the first black president because you could play a saxophone, and our people just loved them. You kick people off of welfare, a means of having food, a means of paying their rent. They know no other way. And then you build up prisons. That sounds like it's calculated to me, bro. That sounds like a setup. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, we just think about that. So when I seen these things occurring in the 90s, I said, well, you know what? I didn't know Professor Klingman. I didn't know Brother Amafika back in the 90s. But I said, I want no part of either one of these parties. And looking, and, and it pains me every time I see our people just so energetic in pulling the lever and then going to criticize me because I don't want to vote or I don't want to step in dog crap or horse crap because those are my only two choices. You know, I mean, come on, man. Come on. And now, forget, you know, I mean, forget what our grandparents, great-grandparents, going through Jim Crow, going through slavery, being oppressed, being discriminated against. Forget all that. If a bearded man in a dress wants to use the women's bathroom around your daughter, then he has every right to. How sick is that? Well, listen, you know, you gave the example of uh, he could have easily issued a detective order about these uh, unarmed killings, uh, uh, police killings of unarmed black citizens or stop and frisk. And I mentioned they were already under executive order. I meant consent decree. A lot of these departments are already under this consent decree to comply about all of these killings unexplained. They don't give any statistics. They've already been under, in fact, St. Louis, when Michael Brown was killed, they were already under consent decree to conform. So he could have easily issued executive orders. Now, you're talking about bathroom facilities. Now, let's, 
let's look at the public schools, for example, that's supposed to be uh, 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 equal funds given to all public schools, whether they're black or white. Now, we went to public schools uh, when we played on sports teams and we played suburban schools in white areas. You would go into their bathrooms and would be amazed on how they look. And you'd be amazed on how the facilities look, period. Right, like stadiums. I mean, beautiful bathrooms, uh, fully stocked, the, the, uh, all of the, uh, the toilets and everything working, paper in the bathroom, the water fountains. Water fountains in our bathroom, you've got to put your mouth on the receptacle and still no water comes up. Uh-huh. Water fountains in there, the water comes up and you almost knock your eyes out and it's ice cold. And it's filtered. I mean, it, it, the facilities was always separate and unequal. But all of a sudden, he can issue a consent to, and, 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 and skip the facilities. Let's go to the books. We were in public schools. If you were in schools in the 80s and 90s, your book was from the 70s. If you was in school in the 70s, your book might have been from the 50s. All the books, inferior, not enough textbooks to go around. He could have easily issued consent decrees to bring all of these public schools in black areas the same as white areas. They get the same federal funds. He never issued consent. He didn't close schools in black areas. Go ahead. There was a report out that Baltimore public schools... Newark, New Jersey public schools. We know Flint, where the water is contaminated with lead. But yet, he puts as a priority little boys that want to dress in a dress. You know, I mean, forget the lead that's 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 that that the athletes got to take showers in. Forget all that, man. He wants a man in a dress or a little boy in a dress to have to you know you can't discriminate what bathroom this person wants to go to. I think that's well. Sick. I mean, not only a little boy in a or a man in a dress. He wants a woman wearing a pair of pants that got a haircut like a man to come in the men's bathroom. And, and, and you know, and like I tell people, and like I was telling my wife, it's nothing. It's nothing against the people because look, Ellie, me and you went to school. I remember when I was down there on Eastern Shore, Maryland, and used to play low leg. And it was three boys that used to be with us. We all knew that they were feminine. You know what I mean? We knew it. I mean, they would hit home runs. They would switch around the bases. You know what I mean? And what we, what we all grew up together on the same block. It, it ain't, so it ain't about hating nobody. But we know right from wrong. And when you try to force wrong down our throats, then we got to come back swinging, man. We got to come back swinging. Because I was reading a book by Dr. Naeem Akbar. And I'm going to tell you something. That book is so, it's so important. I believe it's called Know Know Thyself. If our people would get the time to know who they are, what they are. A lot of this nonsense coming from these radio airwaves, from the television, it would it wouldn't affect us like it is now. And I think the reason why me and you get upset about it because we hear a lot of our people feeding into the foolishness, which makes me very. I mean, when I hear our people 
backing this stuff up. Like, yeah, they get they get beat up. They, wait a minute, what about the and they, they got a comeback for you now. Because I think they hurry up and issue this this civil rights uh uh arrest against that policeman from South Carolina. Because they know far as the black folk that got some sense, they know that we're coming at them. And we're going to say, what about these unarmed black men being shot out here? So already they got these radio talk, Roland Martin, Al Sharpton, uh, Joe Madison. They already said, no, 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 no. They just, they, they just uh, arrested the policeman and put a civil rights uh, arrest on him down there in South Carolina. So that's their fall guy to battle against what me and you are talking about right now. <laughs> and, you know, and the thing about it, while it's on the news, you know, we don't even see any. I know for a fact there are more men out here getting gunned down every day, but it's just not hitting the news. Mm-hmm. You know, but that, that it's still happening, man. It's still happening. And, and, I, and I remember I was just up in New York City. And I heard one of your callers calling last week. And I'm saying, where are the black people at up here? You know, I mean, I think I even called you. I think I even called you and told you. Yeah, you, I what, think you said you were black, in Queens what, what, at the time. Yeah, Queens. Where are the black people? I mean, I heard, I saw Harlem and what's going on in Harlem. But, uh, you know, I went in Queens, Brooklyn. Where are we? Where are we at, man? We are disappearing. So when I hear the guy Brother X call in, I sort of like understand where he's coming from. I look at parts of Philadelphia now, like down there where your father lived. Where, 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 where are the black people going? I think they said it was something like three hundred thousand people Philadelphia lost last year. Where did they go? Now, you, it, now I didn't uh, know aware of that figure, but you know that Philadelphia at the time, and, and it probably still is slightly, but it was predominantly black. And I bet you of those 300,000, most of those residents were black. Mm-hmm. Because they can no longer afford to live in a city that uh, has a gutter tax. The rain that r- runs in your gutter, well, they could tax you for that now. Uh, Marinetta put that into play, where the where the police could come and just drop a bomb on your neighborhood, and how you know under the first black mayor, you know of the city, you know I mean I'd be so glad when our people see the seriousness of what's going on, man. But they seem like they don't. It seems like they're in la la land or they're they're in slumber. Anytime we say we got the president's back, and he does nonsense like this taking money away from HBCUs, I mean, pushing everybody's agenda. And, you know, I, I'm starting to hear some junk on uh, on uh, Black Talk Radio, national, national syndicated shows, and I don't agree with it. They're talking about, like, well, we got we to gotta buy our politicians. We got to put money. Man, forget buying that. Forget that. We got to start supporting and loving one another because – the LGBT or whatever they are, they ain't putting no money in these people's pockets. This is a distraction so they can go on ahead and do what they're going to do. I'm tired of hearing the lies. 
about our people have died for the right to vote. They did not die for the right to vote. Our people were not stupid like that. Our people were, they were getting murdered for trying to obtain justice and freedom. That's all they wanted. And forget equality. We don't want to be equal with evil. We want to be better than evil. We are better than evil. So we've got to know ourselves, know what we're capable of, and stop this equality nonsense. Stop this stuff about our people died for the right to vote like they were so, you know, they were murdered trying to obtain justice and freedom. They wanted a better way of life, you know. But we, we, we and, that, and now they're telling us that we got to put money in, like black people got money to put in these uh, politicians' pockets. You know what I mean? Come on. If, if that man seen any of our black politicians taking money from a special interest group, he'd be in prison with the rest. He'd, he'd be joining uh, what, Shaka <laughs> Fatah pretty soon. <laughs> he'd be joining Shaka Fatah, Louise Williams, and the rest of them if they seen any any of us putting money in these politics. So stop with the foolishness. Jesse Jackson Jr., Kwame Kirkpatrick, several. Yeah. <laughs> the list yeah. goes on. So I hear such foolishness on the radio. We got to get together like the LGBT, whatever they call themselves, and we got to put money. Man, come off with that. Stop believing the hype. Stop believing the lies. These people have an agenda, and it was from day one. I was listening to a Malcolm X uh, um, message to the grassroots. He said, to them, you're an ex-slave. That's all you are. You know, that's all you are. I mean, he's try, he was trying to tell the people back then. And if they didn't listen to Malcolm, if they didn't listen to Elijah, if they didn't listen to Marcus Garvey, they're not going to listen to me or you, man. You know, you got sometimes you got to allow cannon fodder to be cannon fodder. You know what I mean? Like Marcus Garvey said. Let some me, of our people would go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Let me grab this. Uh, 215 air code. T- turn your radio down. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, brother Elliot, how you doing, Elliot? Shut up, but the people's a little too loud. How you doing, Elliot? How are you, hey, brother Ralph, how you doing, man? Hey, how you doing, brother Joe? Hey, I'm I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good, brother. I'm just listening to y'all brothers and stuff, man. And, and, and I'm glad you mentioned Malcolm, brother Ralph, because, you know, when the eve of his birthday on Thursday, so, you know, I reflect on his birthday when, when his birthday comes every year. But you're right, man. It's... They, they, I was telling Elliot earlier, Brother Ralph, they, they really push that stuff on our people, especially your president. Notice, notice I said your president. Uh, they, uh, they, they gay, lesbian stuff, transgender. I mean, he pushing that. If, think about it, Brother Ralph and Elliot. If he pushed that hard for our people, think about this. If President Obama pushed as hard as he has for the LBGT and gay and lesbian, if he, if, if he just did that for our people, imagine how far our people could be doing his administration. But, but he doesn't do that. He don't show that same resolve that same determination, but when it comes to that gay, lesbian, the uh, transgender, whatever you want to call it, the president is right on board with that. I mean, he pushed that to the T. I mean, he's he threatening, like you say, not to give uh, federal budgets to, to, to school districts or whatever, cities that don't, you know, acquiesce to what he wants when it comes to the gay, lesbian, transgender. But when it comes to our people, cops can shoot our people down. They can do all this kind of stuff. You know, they can be just as racist as they can be, but he, he, he plays coy. He plays real coy when it comes to our issues. He says, he say little 
you know, little stuff that he know that can, uh, you know, uh, pacifies or appeases, but nothing really of substance. But when it comes to them gay lesbian issues, he 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 go he go in head first and stuff, brother. And, and believe me, don't think for one minute that that the conscious among us don't notice that the the, up, the unconscious that 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 that, that, that think, think everything he does is great. Of course they don't see it, but anybody got a brain or is not blind, Ellen and Ralph, they could see it. You know. Well, Joe, listen. Sure. The the president. The president. Now, I'm not. I'm not going to just put it on him because I think it's American. Not I think it's American policy, and he just sure. buys into it. Now he backs gay and lesbian issues not only domestically, but as part of his foreign policy. Exactly. He instructed he Hillary Clinton. Exactly. He instructed Hillary Clinton. That's no, she right. may have instructed him. Who knows? He instructed Hillary Clinton to go over there when they addressed those African countries. I think she did it one time, and then he did it. Mm-hmm. Went over there and told them if they didn't start relaxing laws against gay and lesbians, transgender, let them do what they want to do like they do here, that they was going to start cutting funds uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, you know foreign, foreign funds to certain countries in Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to go over there and direct other people to go against their cultural mores to appease the United States. Exactly. And that would, that number one, what gives them that right? I mean, what what is this? What, what is, is American imperialism? Uh, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of that. I hear so many of our people when they talk about stuff that's going on here. You know, uh, we did this. You know, we're over in this country, and we 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 we. we. I don't know what the heck you do. We. We. Right. We, we. Where's the we at? Where's the we? We. I'm not over in those countries. I don't exactly. want to be over there. And I think the majority of our people don't want to be trying to dictate to other people what they're supposed to be doing. We. What? I don't know why people use that term all the time when they're talking about stuff going on here, about we. And those those damn well, them devils, when them devils do that wicked stuff, they ain't thinking about Negroes when they do that kind of stuff. They'll use them, but they ain't even thinking about them. Like, like for example, good example, Brother Elliot and Ralph, was when when Bush, the first devil Bush that was in office, the father, the old devil father, when he started the war with Iraq and stuff with Saddam the first time, I remember my brother worked at a hoagie shop up here in Germantown. I never forget as long as I live. Right when the eve of the invasion, when they first dropped the first bombs in Baghdad, the brother came up and his name was Leon. He said, Brother Joe, he said, man, we 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 we, we going to be kicking the shit out of, uh, of Iraq, ain't we? He said, he said, just like that, that's what you mean, we. He said, hey, man, ain't you down with it? We, we, we taking care of that no damn big, no, bad, no good bastard Saddam. So I, I just stopped for a minute. I said, I said Leon, let me ask you a question, man. I said, what the hell do you know about Iraq? I said, dude, I don't know Saddam Hussein, a bad dude, man. We got to get rid of him. I said, he's bad by whose standards? Well, you know, that's what the media say. I said, oh, okay, the media said it. Okay, all right, okay, the media said it. And then I said, well, let me ask you this. I said, you know, I said, you see how these brothers up here in Philly get shot by the cops, all this stuff. I said, did Saddam do it or that? Uh, no, no, no. I said, well, I said, you know, the, our, our community's in chaos. I said, our people are, are, are last high at first fire. I said, Saddam Hussein is responsible for that. No, no, no. I, I broke it down to him so much, he he couldn't, he, he was realized how stupid he sounded by saying we. I said, so they over there, I said, a white man. I said, they got Negro in this military, obviously, over there doing that dumb stuff, fighting for, against people who never did nothing to them. I said, but the white man is the one that's dropping bombs on Iraq and killing innocent Iraqi men, women, not me. I said, brother, don't include yourself in the we. I said, these people ain't thinking about you, man. And, 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 and so you're right, Brother Elliot. 
We heard it on Terrestrial Radio now on the station that's here in Philadelphia, the black so-called black station. You heard niggas called we man. We 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 took here we. Gaddafi in Libya. We took here this one. I mean, niggas are so quick to say we. Why these devils still shooting your people down the street, shooting you down like dogs? Here Tamir Rice, a eleven-year-old boy, can get shot down within seconds. Within seconds of the police getting there, the brother got a toy gun. They didn't give the boy a chance to the, the, the job. They gun him down, and yet white boys, white boys can point guns at cops. White boys jump from a grown man, not no child like Tamir, white boys, grown white men shoot at cops and they find a way to bring them in alive. You know what I mean? And these dumb niggas, niggas come with some we, 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 we. I mean, we, we are so, that's my life, Muhammad said, we sex dumb, deaf, and blind, brainwashed Negroes, man. And they say that stuff proudly too, we, we, like they, well, they, they part of the we. Joe, Malcolm even said in, in that speech, message to the grassroots, if you was American, you wouldn't be catching the hell that you're catching. <laughs> that's right, brother Ralph, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, niggas, I mean, there are people something, and they said, and, and they argue down with this stuff. We and stuff, we and stuff. I mean, these, these people doing all kinds of stuff to our people. Still doing, ain't stopped. Here you live in the country here in 2016. Our people of Flint, Michigan, and Detroit, and all them other cities, and more cities than that, drink, drink, and dirty corrupt water, uh, you know, dirty water, corroded water, who, and which, which you know, Brother Ralph, some of our children, they're going to see the effects of that years later when they become, someone might not even bear to bear children years from now, when they become adults and they want to start a family, this guy could come back to, 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 to hurt our children. So they might not show something now, but when it comes to the town, they want to bear children. Someone might, may not even be, uh, you know, can produce, uh, be, be, have reproductive cells because of that stuff, man. We don't even look at the long-term damage that stuff inflicting doing our people, man. Well, well, you know, but Joe, let me let me tell you something. Sure, there's a, there's a difference, and I, I'm glad I, I reread this book by Naeem Akbar, Know Thyself. That's and my man. Let me, let, let me tell you something. Okay. Would you agree that our people are educated, or our people are trained? Trained. There you go. Because <laughs> listen to this one quote he says in this book. He says the analogy that we may use by looking at a lower animal like a dog gives us the idea of difference between training and education. The dog that learns how to bark to scare away its enemies, predators, to defend itself by biting its attackers and a hunting to feed itself is an educated dog. The dog that learns how to stand on its hind legs and wear a dress and dance to the music of its trainer is actually a trained dog. Mm-hmm. Look at these you men do. in dresses. Look at look at how we just dance to this garbage. Mm-hmm. We've been trained, bro, very well. well. Well, you know, it's funny you would say that, brother Ralph, because I'll, I'll close these last couple of marks months to get on. When I when we had the meeting today for one million conscious black voters and contributors, but right there in the bio, when the one of the. Um, in the bio for the one million contributors, they had a, they had a paragraph. I was looking through it today while I was at you know with Elliot and them, and 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 they said right in there how black people over the years been trained, they've been brainwashed to 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 to, to hate themselves, to love their enemies, and to, and 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 to support stuff that's actually for their own destruction. That's what it basically said verbatim in a paragraph. So so you're absolutely right, uh, uh, brother Ralph, and 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 our people, some of us don't even realize how we we part and partial to our own self destruction. We support. I, in either, either individuals or institutions or whatever that's di- diametrically opposed to the uplifting of our people. And we do it proudly and stuff, man. That's why, like I was telling this, this sister on, on Terrestrial Radio last week, I said, we the only people 
to my knowledge, if I'm wrong, I stand corrected. You know, when you get these self hating Negroes, like, for example, they was talking about the white girl, they were still beating up on the white girl, the one that wanted to be black and stuff from the NAACP. And I'm saying to myself, I don't have no problem with her wanting to be black if that's what she wanted to be. I said, you know, yep. come and find out she had a baby by a, a black man. I said, that's, you know, that's all well and good. I said, but I'm not going to beat up on her. I said, because you got Negroes out here that look darker than you, don't even want to be black. I said, because y'all, I thought Negroes, and I, and I was clear, Brother Ellen Ralph, I said, I got Negroes in my family, friends I, I work with, uh, whatever. When it comes to Where stuff like black there? culture, the first thing they say out their mouth, Brother Ellen, man, I'm not, I'm not into that black SHIT stuff. They, and they say it with, with gusto, too. I said, you can't find a Latino. Uh, Irish or, or Japanese, whatever. You never heard nobody denigrate their culture like that, but an ignorant, dumb nigga will say that in a heartbeat. I'm not into that black SIT stuff. You know what I mean? That's, and they say it so stupidly and stuff. So, so if the white girl and, and, and wants to be black, that's they have more power to her. I mean, because obviously she's not comfortable being her white skin. So if she want to be black, hey, more percent. Long she ain't hurting me. She can be black all she want to be. I don't care. Yo, what, what would you rather see? Her wearing an afro or a sister wearing a blonde wig? <laughs> I'd rather see the white girl wearing an afro than the sister wearing a blonde wig. I'll tell you that in a minute. And, 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 and like I said, the white girl, obviously, she must like black culture because she, cause she, even though she's uh, biologically considered white by this system, she still calls herself black. And, and, and you know, she was born to two white parents. She calls herself uh, black. And she, like I said, she just had a baby by a black man. So obviously, she likes black culture. So she she's happy with that. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I ain't got no problem with that. But I, I, I'll close with this, though. Uh, like I said, Brother Ellen Ralph, our people, even though we, like the name of the show is Time for the Awakening, man, we need an awakening because our people so asleep and stuff, man. After we asleep at the will, man, and as long as we stay asleep at the will, this is why we're going to continue to stay in the condition we stay in. And, and, and like I said, we, as long as we keep voting, Brother Ralph, as long as we keep voting for these sorry Negroes and stuff, whether it's on the federal city or state level, that these sorry Negroes, they keep selling us out with the same old, BS and stuff, we, we're going to continue to get what we get. Like I told uh, Ellie today, when you look at a nigga like a Dow clock, you look at what's going on down there with the temple thing. I said, this nigga playing black people like a violin. He's going around telling the, the community down there, I'm standing with y'all. If y'all oppose to the stadium, you know I'm I'm down with y'all. It's already, it's, 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 it's in the fixes there. Them, he done already got his, he done gave temple assurance. It's already, they going to, city council going to pass that. Because you know why? Because Dow clock got his damn palms. Because temple got deep pockets. They done paid that sorry nigga off. And it's a done deal. And within the next few months, you're going to hear them say, well, you know, we, we put up the good fight, but, you know, it was just too much on us. We just couldn't hold them back. And that's why, we, you know, we didn't want to, but we had to get Temple the permission to build that stadium. That nigga don't know damn well Temple already got the okay to build that stadium. But this is how they play our people and stuff, and, man. You know, but you know what, Joe? Let me, let me tell you something. Uh, did any of your elected officials, and I'm talking about the black ones, you know, uh, did any of them uh, stand up to Kenny? When he uh, brought back that uh, frisking law, okay. well, he, he never he never uh, stopped it. He just continued it. Yeah. Right. Well, he said. Well, he said he was going to he was going to continue it. He, he told him to the, that was part of ran, his campaign. That's what he ran on. That he was going to stop stop and frisk. That's right, Ralph. That's right. But he, now he's saying he's going to continue it. That's now, right. did any of your black elected officials stand up to him? No, no, they didn't. And not there only that, brother Ralph. And, and Ralph, not only that, a couple years ago, because me, me and brother Ralph was talking about it, they killed in this city alone about three years ago. It might have been somewhere in that time frame. 
thirty some unarmed, not armed, but thirty some unarmed black men got gunned down by the police. Wilson Good's nephew being one of them. Here you got the former mayor's nephew being one of them. Not one, and not this never. I'm not saying two. Not one black elected official said anything. I said, I'll be damned. I said, well, I said, what the hell are them niggas in office for? I see people that look like them getting gunned down. It could be their sons, their grandsons, their, and them niggas open up their damn mouths. I didn't. I didn't hear one black elected official say this got to stop. This is bad. This is. I mean, they didn't say a damn thing. But they. But they. But guess what? They can jump up there and say something about Israel or this. They can. They can. They can vow to support for Israel or whatever like that. But here, their own people getting gunned down. They don't open up their damn mouths. I mean, I'm like saying, dude, you know, what, what's going on here? And yet, but yet, Brother Brown, I blame that on us. We keep putting them, they're not putting themselves in office. We keep putting them in office over and over again, like a sister or brother called Ellen in the show the other week about Charlie Rango. That Negro keep getting elected in Harlem. White folks not putting that sorry Negro back in office. Black people keep putting Charlie Rango back in office. I don't even, so, I don't even know if they're doing it, Joe. I don't, maybe not. You know. well, whomever, <laughs> well, somebody put him his, his sorry ass back in office because he keep getting elected. Same with John Lewis. Here's a Negro. I'm sure how they speak of the world, Ralph. Here's a Negro, John Lewis. And, and it's a shame we got beat upside his head doing this, doing the thing over the pedestal bridge. That's a, that's a shame that happened to the brother. But the brother, what way the world is welcome. Here's a guy now going around saying he's, he's disappointed in President Clinton for that crime bill. He says when he supported initially, he didn't know it was going to be that hard and that harsh and that draconian on black people. I'm saying, nigga, what the hell did you expect? You know what I mean? I mean, these big girls, I mean, they sit there and support stuff, and, and then, then when, it, then when it come, stuff, stuff come back to be detrimental to black people, they come back, you know, crying style. Well, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Oh, you didn't, huh? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just, I said, brother, these niggas enough, man. I'm telling you, man, that black caucus, whether it's in D.C. or the one locally here in, in, in Pennsylvania, in Harrisburg, them niggas is about as sorry as a damn wet rag. And so a, da- a damn wet useless rag is better than them. I'm saying they sickening. They make you, make you damn sick when they throw up sometimes, man. I'm telling you, they sickening. But anyway, Ellie, thanks for the time, man. And brother, Bell, I hope you be a regular here every week. I know sometimes your schedule don't permit, man, but hey, man, you, you bring it, you bring it, Added flavor to this show, man. So, so hope you can be more consistent, be on be on this show with uh, Elliot and Reg, uh, brother Ralph. I enjoy your your, your comments and your, and I love your spirit and your love for our people, man. So I hope your your schedule permits in the future for you to be on more regularly, if, if you know if possible. All right, thanks, Joe. You're welcome, brother Ralph. All right, Elliot, thanks for the time, my brother. All right. Hey, we listen. We're gonna take a brief break, and when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. We're an open forum, and you can join too at two one five two five three seven two six three. That's two one five. Two five three seven two six three. When we come back, I want to read the blog that uh, was on social media by uh, one of our friends and, and former guest Pascal Robert, and I'm um, gonna read a couple other published reports and get you involved in the conversation. We'll be right back. tuned in to the black talk radio network for podcasts and live program scheduling visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com
All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years. Located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services. Representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies. Offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. What is in one million brothers and sisters who are tired of the same old rhetoric, the same old leaders, the same old ways of dealing with political and economic empowerment? If you realize that nobody's going to save black people but us, if you understand that no existing political party prioritizes the best interests of African Americans as a collective, if you believe that leadership is as leadership does, and this means that the best leaders for the black collective must come from the ranks of those who place and hold the best interests of black people foremost and uttermost, if you understand that black people must develop the mindset and the will to finance their own racial uplift organizational efforts, then get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com. The, contr- the controlled press, the white press, inflames the white public against Negroes. The police are able to use it to paint the Negro community as a criminal element. The police are able to use the press to make the white public think that 90% or 99% of the Negroes in the Negro community are criminals. And once the white public is convinced that most of the Negro community is a criminal element, then this automatically paves the way for the police to move into the Negro community, exercising Gestapo tactics, stopping any black man who is in the, on, on the sidewalk, whether he is guilty or whether he is innocent, whether he is well-dressed or whether he is poorly dressed, whether he is educated or whether he is dumb, whether he's a Christian or whether he's a Muslim, as long as he is black and a member of the Negro community, the white public thinks that the white policeman is justified in going in there and trampling on that man's civil rights and on that man's human rights. Once the police have convinced the white public that the so-called Negro community is a criminal element, they can go in and question, brutalize, murder unarmed innocent Negroes 
and the white public is gullible enough to back them up. This makes the Negro community a police state. This makes the Negro neighborhood a police state. It's the, it's the most heavily patrolled. It has more police in it than any other neighborhood, yet it has more crime in it than any other neighborhood. How can you have more cops and more crime? Why? It shows you that the cops must be in cahoots with the criminals. The police the same way. They put their club upside your head and then turn around and accuse you of attacking them. Every case of police brutality against a Negro follows the same pattern. They attack you, bust you all upside your mouth, and then take you to court and charge you with assault. What kind of democracy is that? What kind of uh, freedom is that? What kind of social or political system is it when a black man has no voice in court? Right. has no nothing on his side other than what the white man right. chooses to give him. Right. My brothers and sisters, we have to put a stop to this. Right. And it will never be stopped until we stop it ourselves. Right. They attack the victim. And then the criminal who attacked the victim accuses the victim of attacking him. This is American justice. This is American democracy. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Now, if I'm wrong, put me in jail. But if you can't prove that a democracy is not hypocrisy, then don't put your hands on me. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. You just heard the voice of Malcolm X. His birthday is the May 19th. I think that's Thursday. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Malcolm was born in 1925. I guess quick math uh, would tell us how old he would be. But uh, happy birthday to the spirit of one of our elite ancestors, Malcolm X. Uh, you can join this conversation. We're in open forum this evening, 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263, sitting in the co-pilot chair. My good friend, Brother Ralph, is with us this evening. Brother Ralph. Brother Ralph. Yes, sir. I want to read uh, from the uh, blog that uh, Pascal Robert put out on social media today. I don't know whether you saw it. Um, but I'll read it for our listening audience. Pascal Robert is a, a, a pretty frequent uh, uh, guest on Time for Awakening that shares and, his insights uh, yep. both on uh, Black Agenda Report and other blogs around the uh, Internet. What would you say? No, I was saying every time I hear him, I agree with almost 100% of what he's saying. So, <laughs> well, well, let me read his blog, and I'm going to read a couple of other published reports dealing with what he is saying here. <clears throat> Pascal Robert writes, President Obama cut $8 billion from food stamps at a time when black child poverty was the highest in 40 years. Black folks said nothing. His administration changed loan requirements that, savage, uh, that, savage, that savagely, uh, oh, excuse me, wait a minute, there's a typo here. His administration changed loan requirements on historically black colleges Black folks said nothing. 
his Department of Justice did not ch- charge one cop or even George Zimmerman with civil rights violations after murdering black people. Black folks said nothing. But now after the black president signs an executive order for public school bathrooms to facilitate transgender usage, segments of the black community are outraged and scream betrayal. Negro, please. How do you really sound right now? So his his, his blog, you could you could imagine some of the reaction that he received from that blog. But let's look at what he states here about the money cut from food stamps and the black child poverty being like highest Clinton, right? in forty years. But but wait, let me let me read this, Ralph, and check uh-huh. it out. I'm gonna read from two published reports, one from the Center of Bu- Budget and Public Priorities. Uh, from March 18th of this year, and the other one from a Pew report of July of last year. This Pew research report from July 2015, it says black child poverty rates hold steady even as other ethnic groups see declines. The share of American children living in poverty has declined slightly since 2010 as the nation's economy has improved, but poverty rate has not changed for black children the group most likely to be living in poverty, according to the new Pew Research report of the Census Bureau data. Overall, 20% of children in the U.S., over 14.7 million, live in poverty. In 2013, it was down from 22%, or 16.3 million in 2010, I'm sorry. Poverty in 2013 was defined as living in a household with an annual income below $23,000 a year for a family of four with two uh, related children. During this period, the poverty rate declined for Hispanics, whites, and Asian children. But among black children, however, the rate held steady at about 38%. Black children were almost four times likely as white Asian children to be living in poverty and significantly more likely than Hispanic children. So we see that black children, according to this Pew Research report, and although we've got two eyes, we can see it, uh-huh. that the uh, child poverty rate for black children held steady. Now, I heard Terrestrial Radio two weeks ago on the Al Sharpton show, he brought the Secretary of Labor from the administration on and talked about how the economy is turning around. But he didn't focus in on black statistics of the economy. He just used general uh, uh, economic statistics. And the the clown, or I don't want to call the guy a clown, the host of the program didn't grill this guy in reference to black statistics because that's supposed to be a black uh, talk program. I don't care nothing about the nation's statistics or white statistics. I want to hear what's affecting my community and my people. The heck with the other folks. Because if their economy turn around, that ain't going to do nothing for you. It ain't no trickle down as far as black people. If you ain't got a job, you ain't going to have one. Now, let me read this other one about the food stamps, because he talks about the $8 billion that the president cut in food stamps and black folks didn't say Sound like Clinton, but go ahead. According to this March 18th report from the Center of Budget and Public Priorities, more than one million of the nation's poorest people will be cut off SNAP formerly known as food stamp program over the course of 2016 due to the return in many areas of the three-month limit on SNAP benefits for unemployed adults age 18 to 49 who aren't disabled 
or raising minor children. These individuals will lose their food assistance benefits after three months, regardless of how hard they are working or looking for work. The impact will be felt in 22 states that most are not uh, that most are choosing to impose a time limit uh, set in 2016. One of the harshest pieces of the 1996 welfare law uh, that's under Clinton. This provision limits such individuals to three months of SNAP benefits in a 36 month period when they aren't employed or in a work or training program for at least 20 hours a week. Uh, hold on a second. Let me uh, bank this uh, thing here. Excuse me. Uh, 20 hours a week. Uh, even SNAP recipients whose state operates few or no unemployment programs and fails to offer them a spot in the work or training program, which is the case in most states, have their benefits cut after three months, irrespective of whether they are searching diligently for a job or not, because this provision designs denies basic food assistance to people who want to work and will accept any job or work slot offered. It is effectively a severe limit rather than a work requirement. Such requirements are commonly understood. Yet states aren't required to offer these recipients a place or a job or a training program for 20 hours a week. And very few states do. This leaves it up to the individuals who can't find a job or find it hard to find a training program or work program offering, opening, excuse me, on their own which few are able to do, especially since most training programs have insufficient resources to meet demands, resulting in substantial waiting lists. A person who wants to work but is unable unable to find a job and is willing to participate in job training but has no opportunity to do so loses all his or her SNAP benefits in, at the three-month point. So we see here, according to this, that one million of the nation's poorest, and you know what that translates into, will lose their SNAP benefits in 2016. 38% of black children living in poverty. That means their, their parents, whether it's man or woman, or a woman or a man, are not working. But according to Pascal Robert, when the president cut these benefits, black folks didn't say anything. These things are directly affecting black people. But he can issue an executive order about gays and transgenders going in bathrooms in public school. Oh, man. Let's, let's take a call here, and I'm, I'm going to read this report on the HBCUs, but let's go to the phone, 646 code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Jay from New York. Jay? Listen, I, I, I don't know where to start. You, you want to start talking about the gay mafia and their agenda and how he supports it so well? You want to start talking about the lying of unemployment, the cutting of welfare, the cutting of food stamps, the cutting of basically everything in regards to our people? Well, Jay, Where do we start where the problem really exists? Our love for the white man. That's what exactly. the problem is, bro. Exactly. That, that, <laughs> that, that's really what it all boils down to is the love Which, of the white man. Well, Jay, why now, do you why man, do you make it so simple, Jay? Why do you make it so simple, Jay? I thought it was a little be, more complicated be, because, than that. 
because, you know, we could talk about these things and just go on and on and on, but the reality is it's, it's only one thing. It's the love of the white man. You see, our, our problem boils down to this is we've been hoodwinked over the last 50 years by a man that had some decent intentions but didn't know what the hell he was doing by the name of Martin Luther King. And he is the same individual that these crackers use today to keep us brainwashed, confused, dumb, and in this box to where we now have someone like Barack Hussein Obama. I mean, you know, any time a man could do the things that Obama has basically done to African people here and abroad, and we give him that type of love, love. and loyalty, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure out, man, that something is serious, seriously wrong with us. Because, see, it's no way in this God's green earth if a white man had done the things that Obama has done to us, we would not have stood up protests or done something to call into effect what he's done. But like you said, we have these Negroes like Sharpton and Roland Martin and Madison and the rest of them on radio. Um, unfortunately, thank God we don't have them on TV other than Roland, who get out here and put forward and make it seem as though this man has done so much for our people. But the thing that really causes the problem is that we haven't set forward places where critical analysis can be put forward in the masses who can get out of their mind this love of the white man could reanalyze and see that this man has done great harm to us and these other Negro peens that surround him are doing nothing but his bidding. So the thing that we have to figure out is how are we going to wake up the minds of these, as I call them, Negro peens? That's our issue. That's our issue. See, because... I've listened to your show the last couple of months. I agree with 90% of the things that you say. The brother James, who calls up brother X, James from from Chi-Town is my brother. He's a friend of mine. And, you know, we always question the brother sometimes about what he's saying and where he's going. But you know something? If you think about what the brother's saying, the reality is, ain't none of us could go nowhere. Me and you are still here fighting for what? We should be fighting to liberate ourselves for freedom here or to leave this place. We, we, we may not never get freedom here because of the simple fact we have too many Negroes and Negro peeps who love the white man. So even if we got together collectively as a people and went off to a state by ourselves and built that state up and did all the things like they did in Wall Street and all those places, at some point in time, them Negro peas or this cracker go come and 
tear it down. So we have to figure out what are we going to be able to do as Africans to survive this thing. And I don't believe that surviving this thing is here. I believe it's going back home and trying to build up a place there to be able to generate the growth and the blossoming of a flower to make others want to be in a position to survive. Because, see, this cracker will never, ever, ever let us be free from this beast. And we not go kill them because we love them too much. So we have to figure out where we could just go and try to build and try to make a better lives for ourselves and our people. Because we have the skills to go someplace to buy a great parcel of land and to build and develop. We have enough so-called like-minded Africans that should be able to come together harmoniously and live with one another and build and reproduce. Because if you notice, the Kraken's pushing this LBG and gay and all of that stuff, and that's anti-living. That's anti-reproduction. So, I mean, you know, everything this beast does serves a purpose to do what? To not reproduce, to not develop and grow, to not be able to build the army to, at some point in time, fight this cracker. And for some reason, we don't understand it because we have trinkets, brother. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And all we're doing with one another is just fighting for what? To be closer to a devil? To be able to drive a car like a devil? To have shoes like a devil? To have a house close to a devil? And every time you turn around, the devil is trying to take what you got and move you farther and farther away from him. So you're going to spend the rest of your life now trying to stay in Harlem, knowing that the cracker don't want you there, instead of, okay, accepting the fact that you now got to move someplace else. And why don't this time when we move there, why don't we build neighborhoods and communities and educate our children and set, and set someplace down where we can now have roots as African people? You know what? AJ. I mean, we, we got to do it. I, I, I agree with you, Jay. You said something very, very important where like-minded people can go and build a community because we don't have That's any it. communities anymore. We have neighborhoods. And the one place I thought that could, that could happen, but you have these uncle, no, I'm not even going to call them Uncle Tom, these Sambos that go out there. I thought Prince George's County could 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 possibly have been that community, but they have so many Sambos that infiltrated that place now. Man, that's going to be gentrified in a second. I mean, anytime they couldn't elect a black senator, and that was her fault. That was that woman Donna Edwards' fault because it was it was some of her fault. Yeah, because when they asked her about reparations, there was her chance to say yes, I'm going to fight for reparations, but she turned her nose up at it. So we have no, 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 brother, brother. Hold on one second. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but. See, what, what happened, and we have to analyze this clearly, is in the position that she was in, she couldn't say that she support and will fight for rep 
people for reparation. See, what happened was it was those Negroes in the CBC that hurt the system that we are not going to hold accountable for. See, if the members of the CBC would have just came and said that we support Donna Edwards, she would have got in office. But because she questioned Obama in regards to what he did in Libya and what he was trying to do in Syria and other things that he did, they didn't support us. So, no, you you, you, you got to look at it from the total picture. She would have won if only the CBC would have just came and supported her. And we don't hold them accountable. So now what we're trying to do is blame this beautiful sister, who I have some issues with, but the issues wasn't big enough not to make her the senator, we have to blame her because she didn't say she would support reparations. Well, Brother, well, she no, couldn't. That was, no, well, that was part of it. But like I said, right. when, she had, when she had a chance to do that, though, when she had a chance, though, brother, see, we got to, and, and that's what I'm talking about. All these black politicians are afraid to represent us. And I see, agree. That's, and, and see, that's our problem. They're yeah. afraid to represent us. Yeah, we, so, we can't be afraid to. Listen, right, our ancestors that, was treated. Go. We, we got to stand up for our spirit of our ancestors. If somebody, I don't care if I'm running for president, senator, uh, district attorney, I got to be man enough and woman enough to stand up and say I'm for reparations. I want my people to be treated fairly. Those things that happened to our ancestors were beyond atrocious, and they need to be compensated for it. The children of those of our ancestors need to be compensated. These politicians don't need to be afraid to stand up. Get some balls. If you don't have none, get some. Stand up and speak for your people. These Some of these well, people, are, know, they're a disgrace, man. They're a disgrace. Hey, hey, brother, I agree with you 100%. I've lived in Charlie Rangel's district for over 50 years, my brother. And now that that Negro has finally decided to sit down somewhere and hopefully, you know, kick the bucket, Oh, we are now in a situation boy, to where as a Dominican is going to come in and win the seat. You understand? Because he never, ever, and I live in this district, I know I know the Negro, see the Negro and, and cuss at him every time I see him because I don't give a damn about him. Yeah, but don't hold him, man. The, the, the the point, don't, don't do that. The point yeah. is he has never, ever took any young brother and sister under his wing to develop them into being able to take over his seat, brother. And I'm telling you this from someone who has known this Negro for over 40 years. Well, Jay, they don't want to do when that. They I was want a those kid, I known this Negro. They want those See, seats See, I'll leave you with this, and I want you to think about this. You know, everybody talks about something and it even comes up every now and then, maybe once a week, I hear it, about Sister Soldier. Let me tell you something, brother. I was there when all of that was going on. The reason why that situation did not mature in the level that it should have, and it was one of the things that has held black women back and black men back over those 20, 30 years is Negroes like Jesse Jackson, Ben Chavis, Calvin Butts, 
and others prevented that sister from standing up and responding in the manner that we have never, ever seen from young people since there was no more Stokely Carmichael, no more A-Trap Brown, and the other brothers who stood up to power in the black movement back in the 60s and 70s. I was there. I was part of it, brother. She was prepared and had the ability to rid black people of Bill Clinton. There would have never been a Bill Clinton in the presidency if she would have been allowed to respond and deal with that situation in the manner in which she could have. And I'll say this because I know the sister at that time well enough to know that she would have lit his ass up, brother. Excuse my language. She would have shown black women how to stand up and defend themselves against white men like we had never seen at that time. Because remember, the only black women that we really had seen at that time may have been some politician black women. And then you had the Elaine Browns and, and, and um, Kathleen Cleaver and maybe some others. But she was of the level of Fannie Lou Hamer, brother. Jay, listen, but before I let you go. Prevented. Before I let you go. She was prevented. Before I let you go, I, w- I want you to think about something before I let you go. Because you mentioned something earlier in, in regards to King. Now, I think we can both agree that that King really loved his people. Uh, I don't agree with the nonviolent strategy that he uh, voiced. But just as Malcolm, now, I had my opinions on King before I really started looking at his writings and his speeches and interviewing people on this program that did extensive research and wrote about him. If you notice, Malcolm changed certain things in his philosophy when he came back from his tour and started the OAAU. He clearly changed what he believed and that caused him to be murdered. You can see clearly that after 1966, after King was in Jamaica and wrote the book, and the title escapes me, that when he came back, that his philosophy had changed. He started speaking out on the war. He started coming down hard for black people and only black folks. His philosophy had changed, and that clearly caused him to be murdered. So look at him. Don't look at him from 63, because he changed. He clearly changed. So I I, I don't want to paint him with a brush like he was a Tom or he, he didn't know what he was doing. He, he clearly no, no, no. Ch- no I, I just want I, I just want to say that before I, I let you go. I as a Tom. No, I understand. I, 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 what I'm saying is this. Whenever you, at this moment in time, really define Martin Luther King, it's always within the contents of integration. Well, wait a minute. Now, Hold it. I'm glad that you said that because 
We don't define him like that. White folks have no, pushed no, no, that narrative, and black, know, folks buy it. and black folks buy but, it. And black folks buy it. But see, this is the thing. I'm, I heard a, a, but Jay, a no, 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 I, a, I got a, some calls. But, but Jay, do me a favor. Uh, let's let's continue that because I got these callers backed up. Let me let me get them on. Okay. But, just, we'll, okay just, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Uh, seven one three seven three one area code. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, brother Elliot, how you doing, man? It's brother Danny. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing fine, man. Just wanted to elaborate a little bit on behind the brother that just got off. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think that our love for, for white people has anything to do with our present situation. Um, if you're not going to look at the social constructs that have been placed there from politics to health issues, incarceration, mm-hmm. every social construct that was supposed to have provided some form of equality for blacks, has either been ignored or nullified by America. We can't continue to to, to pretend that... I'm going to put this. You know, I, I look at things... I mean, you got to look at the whole picture. you you, you got to look at it from, from, from redlining to Jim Crow. you got to look at everything because everything has been affected, not just the slavery aspects. It's everything that they set up afterwards. You know, you look at the numbers today. The average white household is worth, what, 117000 The average black household is worth, what, $8,000? Yeah, something crazy. Like, yeah. You see? See, these are the things that, that, that we're battling, and, and that has nothing to do with love for a white person. You know, we got a, uh, a congressional... Black Caucus, what they call them, the CBC? Well, I call them the Congressional Boule Caucus. Because these are people, they forgot where they came from. They're no longer interested in your issues. You know, we can, we can, get, we can get mad at Obama, and, and, and yes, Obama's going to be um, upheld by a large percentage of the black community because of that pride to say that, hey, we made it. And I keep telling people, no, you didn't make it. Because if you're biblical, like some of them pretend that they are, you understand that Obama is not a Negro. Obama is not a Negro. If you're biblical. Because his daddy wasn't a Negro. Daddy was a, something else. So that's, that's something else we'll go into another day. But I, I'm just saying that that, that we, we really have to understand that, that, that a lot of the things that, that we're facing as people requires innovation. And, 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 and I made that statement last week that we, we adapted, we adopted, but we didn't innovate. We didn't build a system within the system. We accepted and adapted to the system. You know, let, let, let me let me mention this before I let you go, uh, Danny. Um, the caller Jay from New York, when he mentioned that our problem was our love for the Europeans, and myself and Ralph agreed with it. Now, I don't agree that's a total problem, but I think it has a major influence on the psyche of our people, and I'll tell you why. And it kind of goes back to, it goes back further, and I'll, t- I'll give you the example of it, but 
something happened last week when Obama went to Howard University after he didn't pull the rug out from under black colleges. He went to Howard University and told the young people, don't let anybody uh, define you about being black. There's many ways to be black. Don't let anybody pigeonhole you, tell you a definition of being black. Uh, Now, why did he say that? Now, let's look back at a system that was used on our people early on. And it was really strange, but it was effective. Malcolm talked about it, and and Ralph alluded to it in the, uh, I think it was in the message for the grassroots, when he talked about the field Negro and the house Negro. Now, the field Negro, you, you know the story. They're in the house. Oh, they, yeah. They're yeah. suffering the same things that our other people are suffering. In fact, some of the field Negroes, their daughters was taken in there and had to sleep with the master and all that other stuff. But they love the master. They loved him. If they heard about any insurrections coming up, they would come back and tell him. that That is sick in itself. The mentality there is, is almost, un, uh, you can't understand it. Master, we sick. I mean, but wait a minute. But wait, but wait a minute. Uh, uh, Harriet Tubman, our ancestor, said that she could have saved a lot more of our people if they realized they were slaves. Analyze that statement. She didn't say it now when a lot of our people ain't suffering the shackles of slavery. She said it during a time when our people, all of them, old, young, children, uh, women, it had shackles on their wrists. And she said that they didn't realize that they were slaves. That shows you the, the heavy indoctrination that this man did to some of our people. The people in the house loved this man. The people in the field wish they could get their hands around his throat. So it's a different type of mentality. When you got a man like Obama telling our young people, don't let nobody define you about being black. Come on here. You got a definite house Negro telling young people, don't let somebody define you about not being black. If you look back at our history, all of these people, men and women, that made a difference for us in this country, especially coming out of slavery, was was a field, which you would term a field Negro. No house Negro made a difference for us during that period. None. None. Man, you know what? You, you just spoke a, a lot of truth. The power there, Brother Elliot. None. So we, we can't play that game with one another to listen to this man talk some foolishness to our people. A week before that, a man called him uh, uh, the N-word in front of his wife and a whole worldwide audience, and he sent a white man out there to justify it. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a term of endearment. Come on here. You, you're a disgrace. That's, that was a disgraceful statement, and he just topped it uh, Friday when he talked about he's going to take federal funds away from schools if they don't let men go in the bathroom if they claim to be women. Are you kidding this man is more and more of a disgrace. Our people need to wake up. Hey, man, look, I'll put it like this. I have a lot of people talk about Obama the Democrat. I say he's the best Republican you've had in, since Reagan. <laughs> Danny, thank you for your call, man. All right, bro. <laughs> Peace. Let's go to 773 area code. What's your name? Where you calling from? Yeah, this brother Heck. Oh, no. Oh, you, Ralph, you didn't talk. You didn't, you didn't talk to him. Ralph, you didn't talk to him up, Ralph. Yeah, hey, that's, hey, I'm really, thing, I'm man. really enjoying it. I'm really, 
I'm really enjoying the show, brother. I just want to comment some things I said. I'm enjoying all the callers. Uh, you all seen the commercial they running on TV with uh, DeAndre Jordan that plays center for the Clippers. He got a blonde wearing a dress wig on. And wearing a dress. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Now, what's funny bo- about that? We should boycott Allstate. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, what's funny about that commercial? Anything funny about this big black man with a beard, with a blonde wig, high heels, and a dress on? You know what? Now, now, wait a minute, Brother X. Let me say this before you – listen, it's supposed to be a family and and dealing with all – some insurance company. It's called the Hoopers, if I'm not mistaken. Now, you could easily have a woman uh, being the wife of – who was it? Uh, The other basketball player that played for the Clippers. I think that's supposed to be his wife. Now, right. uh, you can get a female. Why do they have this man, and why are he going to go along with it and put on a dress and a blonde wig and look like a complete fool uh, in front of uh, – come on here. Our right. people got to stop. They gotta, we got to stop this foolishness, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It's State Farm. So, automatically, every black person that has State Farm as their insurance company, get rid of them. <laughs> That's an insult. Now, now, we know Jordan, he going to do it for the money. But we, we, you would expect them to uh, uh, have more pride in themselves and they people. You would expect it, yes. And, you know, uh, uh, David Chappelle was on a movie set, and he was in his uh, dressing room, and uh, one of the people brought a dress to his dressing room. And uh, he said, Dave, uh, the director wants you to put this dress on. You know how Dave Chappelle looked and he talked. Dave Chappelle said, who, me? Man, I ain't putting no damn dress on. So you better tell him you better get somebody else. They Japan would not put a dress on. He said he ain't going down that route. And I don't know what happened with the movie or what, but Dave Chappelle stood up and told him no. Now, this is what we're dealing with. You all know it. Everybody listening know it because you got some smart callers. We're dealing with white, white supremacy. This is a 400-year-old problem just with us. White supremacy is about 3,000 years old. So I don't put on myself to solve a 3,000-year or 400-year problem. That's why I try to look about what I can do to better myself or to escape. Now, Brother Jay was talking about, like, going to Africa. Africa is going to be right behind us. They already got Africa sold up. They brainwashed. Uh, I I listened to a station in Ghana. I thought I would listen to Tom Jonah. Couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just like Tom Jonah across the street, saying crazy music, disc jockey talking crazy like Tom Jonah. And it's coming out of Ghana. Now, there were some students here that went on a trip to Africa on some visiting trip to get to know Africa. They walking through the airport. Some African boys ran up to them and said, what's up, my end? What's up, my end? They was too through. They on the talk show. They couldn't believe it. I went all the way to the motherland to be called an end. Now, even though Africa is the richest country on the wor- in the world, and still is, out of all the thievery they have done, it's still the richest country on earth. But what are the Africans doing? They risking their life on a wicked deep boat trying to get to Europe, Spain. Well, but Brother X, before I let you go, I want you to 
analyze something or look at something. The, the countries that you see publicly in Africa, especially the ones inside with the United States, you'll see a lot of things coming out about them. But you won't hear countries like Zimbabwe and others that is pulling the rug out from under whites, that's throwing whites off those lands, and that's taking their country back. You don't hear nothing about them. You don't hear that America ain't giving them support or putting them on the uh, uh, terrorist list, uh, calling them uh, 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 enemies of the state, enemies of this country. Uh, Mugabe and others in Zimbabwe, uh, the stuff going on in South Africa now. See, you don't you don't hear those don't make the pages. They talk about other countries, African countries that kind of want to go along with the go along. But it's other countries in Africa that that is not uh, going along. That's that that's not falling into that narrative. Uh, Libya was like that to a certain extent. That's why they yeah, had to depose Gaddafi yeah, and get him out true. of there. They destabilized North Africa. This stuff you see spreading around about this ISIS and all this other foolishness, it was supposed to be the United States and their foreign policy. They caused that explosion of what they consider uh, uh, Islamic terrorists. They deposed that man. Zimbabwe, that is true. But look what they're doing. They got them isolated. They waiting on Mugabe to die. Uh, the, the other African countries will not unite with him. Well, I, I don't know about that. I don't know whether that's a true narrative. Uh, well, that's what I gather. They would not unite with Mugabe. Uh, uh, they leaving him out on an island by himself. Now, you spoke about Libya real quick. Gaddafi was going to lend or give Farrakhan so many millions of dollars. Clinton told Farrakhan, no, he cannot have the money. That's when I thought Farrakhan would stand up and say, this is it, brother. This is do or die. This is it. I didn't see Farrakhan put up no big fight or fuss about it. Now, Clinton did that. Now, he and his wife come back later on and murder Gaddafi. Man, my point is, how can a people make it like that, man? That's why I suggest people just try to go somewhere and live their life. But defeating white supremacy, this ain't nothing we started. People put a 400, 3,000-year problem into our laps. That's what we're dealing with. And it's very hard to solve it yeah. in the morning or tomorrow. So that's why I suggest people try to go live their life somewhere. That's Bro- why I suggest that. Bro- and if Excellent. they think they can solve it, then by all means, go do it. Thank you for your call, man. Thank you, brother. Let's go to six two uh, two one five six two six. Erico, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, uh, brother Mo Coffee Philly. Uh, How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing fine, man. See, one of the things a lot of people uh, don't remember is that 1966 was changed, really changed Martin Luther King. Is that when he went to Chicago, he met with and sat down with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Okay. And people never talks about that. His conversation with, with, with Elijah Muhammad. I see even amongst the so-called Afrocentric writers, they try to write Elijah Muhammad out of history. But every day, more and more, we see that what Mr. Muhammad said, whether you like it or not, is coming true. He told us years ago that the white man is the devil. Nothing surprised me what white people do to us. What surprised me is how the so-called Negro react and surprised that the white man mistreat them. 
anytime a man don't treat you right, he ain't going to teach you right. So you're going to depend on him for educating you and your children. You got to have your own in this country and separate. And when he said that the white man is the devil, he's basically telling you that not to get caught up in his system, his way of life. What do I mean? You can't out-rob the white man. You can't out-kidnap the white man. Proof of that, we kidnapped and brought over here. You can't out-murder, can't out-rape. Anything negative, you can't out-kind the white man. So the best way you beat him is not to get involved in his way of life of, of committing crime, selling drugs, or what have you, mother. As far as these Negro politicians, I'm to the point now where they need to be lined up and shot down or thrown in the ditch and burn their damn bodies. They don't serve a purpose. So maybe if you kill them, put them in the earth, they can, can become soil additives and grow a tree for us. They, they sell out traders. That's the reason why we get what we deserve. We don't deal with our traders. We love our enemies, but worst of all, we love our traders and want to give them a second chance. And it's wrong. That we got to continue to be putting up with this nonsense. All of the areas in America where black people live that have been gentrified is done by Negro politicians who have sold us the hell out. Well, this is happening across the board, across the country. Well, Mo, let me say this, because I don't want to advocate nobody being uh, uh, hurt and thrown in ditch and burned. But I, I'll say that. that. But wait a minute. Let Go me ahead. say this. <clears throat> we know that our ancestor, Harriet Tubman, said that... Uh, when she escaped with people, she wouldn't let nobody turn back because she had a pistol. And if somebody wanted to turn back, she was prepared to use it. Now, I don't think that she was going to dance around with the pistol or hit them mm. on the head with it. I think she was going to hit them with it, but hit them with some lead where they wouldn't be able to go back. So right. I'm just I'm just saying it in relation to what you're saying. She wasn't going to let because she knew if somebody went back that they would become what you stated as a traitor. And the next thing you know, she might lose her life. Right. So our ancestor said that she wouldn't let nobody turn back. That if they decided to go with her, that's that's your decision. Mm. And you wasn't going to turn back from that decision. You was going to go all the way with it or else. So I'm just saying that in relation to what you're saying. Because I, I think that everything we say and do, we need to use a historical perspective. Even when dealing with this man. I think a lot of our people don't use a historical perspective when analyzing uh, Europeans' moves. He don't do anything that he hasn't done in the past. He don't come up with nothing new. But we got to come up with something new in dealing with him because we can't deal with him like he's an average individual. He doesn't think that way. And that's not a racist statement. That's a true statement. Yeah, but just like you look at um, Barack Obama, right, coming out sanctioning Gay marriages right now. He puts pushing that faggotry and bulldaggery on black people. And yeah, the thing about it, I call Mo, I don't go for that. Mo, that Mo, I call Mo. that gay faggots and bulldaggers. Oh, I'm going for twenty first and Ridge, man. That's what they are. You gotta switch in your walk. You're a faggot, you a woman, you gotta store your bulldagger. Now if you don't even call that, get out that lifestyle. Ain't no such thing as a bisexual. Either you're a faggot that like women or you're a bulldagger that like men. Simple as that. No gray area, nothing in between. And see, the problem I got was with this here. Elijah Muhammad, he gave his followers strict orders that when you go to jail, that no man is to ever get raped in your sub block. It's your duty as a Muslim to protect their manhood. And many young boys, their manhood was spared and protected by followers of Elijah Muhammad. They didn't play that stuff. 
Now, here you got Barack Obama. He's sanctioning gay marriages. Yep. You take a young boy, he go to jail. He got get two years. He doing two years. He can get out, straighten his life out. While he's in jail, you got an old guy been in there, in there for life. He see this young boy, want to turn him into a pump. So young boy got a choice. You can submit, or you might have to wind up killing this guy. He kill him, then he got a 20-year bid for life for murdering this guy. Barack Obama didn't see the damage that he has done, man. That thing is wrong. A lot of these so-called Christian ministers yep. who know the story about Sodom more, now they got a liberal attitude towards gay, towards the faggots and bulldaggers because they want that faggot and bulldagger money. Simple as that. So they look the other way. Look at World Radio. They're gay-friendly or fag-friendly. You know, so it's wrong, brother. They have to that dollar. They sacrificed their life for that damn faggot and bulldagger dollar, man. Hey, Mo, you and, know what? It's sickening, man. Elliot had said something the other morning, and I couldn't agree with him uh, anymore, man. He said that uh, Satan himself has turned himself into an angel of light. Look at how many of these Christian ministers, the black talk radio host, is kissing that thing in the White House's ass. I yes. mean, kissing his, and all this man is doing is pushing filth right in the face of black folk. Yes. And, and, and they're kissing his ass. I mean, even this radio station up here, this local, no good, Sambo station up here, I mean, they just kiss our enemies' asses. I, 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 you know what? I'm through, man. I, I'm yeah. through. And that's why, that's why I'm glad Ellie asked me to come on tonight because from what I heard this week, pushing that filth down our people's throats, now you're talking about attacking our children because you're saying public schools. Yeah, so, well, 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 we're on radio on the Shamari show one Friday. They had these gay people on there. One of the gay guys... No, no, not, not, Samari, was a, not, not, Samari, not Samari show. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, he did on, on that on that show. <laughs> one of the gay guys on there was the grandson of Muhammad Kenyatta. Back in the heyday of the black mafia in Philadelphia, Kenyatta stood up against them. And they were talking about getting this gay writers project in the public schools and stuff. One of the schools they mentioned was a school down in my old neighborhood called Meads, around 18th and Oxford. There were three schools around my neighborhood. Meads, around 18th and Oxford. Reynolds at 24th and 23rd Jefferson. And Vaux at 23rd and 24th of Madison. They're pushing that nonsense in the school. They're going after young black boys. That stuff is wrong. That stuff is wrong. One, and I'm going to close with this. I'm Muslim, but I know for a fact that we as black people here in America is the true seed of Abraham. And all that stuff that's going on over the Middle East, the real question for the land over there that they call Israel, Israel, which we say is real, hasn't really come up yet. That area will be washed with their blood because that land belongs to black people here in America. We're the only seed of Abraham. We're the only people on the planet Earth that fit the description of a people who will be put on ships, brought into slavery. That's in the book of Deuteronomy. That is our land, and they don't want to talk about it. A lot of these niggas are, are masons and eastern stars. They're oath-taking the gatekeepers, and they want to keep the truth from our people. 
and they know the truth. All of them know the truth and know who we really are. But they boot lick and butt lick and butt dance for these no good goddamn double devils, brother. They know the truth and they're going to continue to hide it until we make them reveal the damn truth, man. Y'all brothers have a good evening. Tell us how you really feel, Mo. Thank you for your call. (laughs) Let's go to 215 Erico. What's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, Brother Richard, all I got to say is Brother Mo, um, um, uh, observation about what will, could, and may happen around this whole thing of liberalizing um, um, this this sexual orientation um, issue for us is a real thing because they're talking about letting out all males that are in prison. And we, we, um, I've seen a number of 40,000. And how many has been affected? And it's just, this is something we're going to have to deal with. And Wait then, a minute, and say, that, said, say that again? Say that again, Richard? Mm-hmm. Say that again? They're, letting, they're talking about letting out what? 40,000. There's 40,000 people that are circulating out of, in Philadelphia, out of, the, out of the prison system. Okay. And that's, a, that's out of a report of the crisis report. They did a crisis report of, uh, in the city of Philadelphia. So that's just the ones that circulate, you know, second and third offense. So, I mean, we, how are we politically or socially or institutionally prepared to deal with that? That's all. I mean, he, for me, um, the other stuff is, is real. But if we don't have something, I mean, justification is one thing. But this here, and that they and as everyone is saying, and starting it so early, where you could see young—I mean, I ride the bus all the time. You see young people um, dealing with their supposedly sexual preference at 13, 14. They hugging up, you know, girls hugging up, kissing on. They holding—I mean, it's just—it ain't making no sense. And we don't—we're not prepared to address it. And but that's—and I agree with the brother about being innovative. But this is our challenge that we can't just be on the sidelines on this because then the question becomes, what kind of social order are we going to be living in? Yeah, well, or yeah. what kind of social order are we, are, will be um, causing by our standing on the sidelines Side. to perpetuate in the near future? Well, I got I to agree with you, Richard. Uh, you know, we, we got to speak to this issue. There's too many people afraid to speak directly to this issue. I don't know whether they're afraid they're going to hurt uh, Europeans' feelings, hurt people in their family. I don't – listen, you got to speak truth to truth, truth to power, that this type of stuff is wrong. It's against nature. Come on here. What, uh, call a spade a spade. And, and whether – you know, it's, it's just – and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just uh, – it, it, it just that, – that bothers me more than anything else. Because, um, you know, the the people in the political, the political entrepreneurs are just, um, and as uh, um, Brother Joe was saying, implying, they're signing bills they don't even read and don't even think about. There's no consequence. They ain't even thinking about what's the consequences. And definitely not informing the community to get feedback on what's the, how, how we'll be best able to address it. It's, it's just you know, just you know, just general throwing things out there. It, it's 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 beyond insanity. It's beyond being trained. 
and it's it's a definitely bigger picture is going on. And my last thing on this here, I wonder how much the medical profession is involved in this because of the surgery and the money that is going to be made off of the surgery and the drugs for transgenders. Thank you for that. R- Richard, let me let me say this before you leave. Uh, you got some of our the people out here, and they got some black folks advocating for this this lifestyle, and it's basically a sexual preference type of lifestyle. So, what is the difference between a man wouldn't have sex with another man, or a man wouldn't have sex with a little boy? Mm. According to them, the difference is well, the boy doesn't have age of consent. That's the only thing that's wrong with that. To them, that's the only difference because you hear them talking about children can't give consent. Mm-hmm. But that's and, the only and, thing and, wrong with that. And, and, and we hear all the time about these guys that go into these other countries primarily to do that. that. Yeah, Indonesia and in all those other places where they can be involved in those type of activities. Costa Rica. Yeah. This this yeah. just this is crazy because if you you push this envelope, listen. You've got a culture here that's been trans transplanted from Europe. The the father of these people or Greco Greco Roman culture is the father of this culture. You know that mm-hmm. historically Greco Roman culture not only uh, propagated homosexuality; it was rampant, but a uh, 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 man boy relationships was rampant also. Right. So that'll be next on the docket. Once this thing is pushed and our people accept it, that'll be the next thing that they are forced to accept. Uh, it's something we we got to uh, draw a line in the sand somewhere. Our people, Europeans, is not going to draw a line necessarily in the sand because and, these and things you, are part of their culture. You find some of them that, that had become civilized through laws that our our foreparents, our ancients, gave to them, and they realize that certain things are wrong. They might speak on it initially, but these things that they're pushing now are a part of Europeans' ancient culture. It was always a part of it. But it wasn't and, a part of our culture. And, and, I'm sorry, Richard. Go ahead. And, 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 and it's one thing even being a part of a social culture, and it's another thing when you're part of – it's all, it's all about business and how you can – you make people sick so you can make them well, so you can sell them the drugs and, and, and the fees in order to make them well. Make, you know, so here you're going to – this here whole thing of se- uh, sexual reassignment you're going to make them say that they could, they feel different. They need to start taking the drugs so they can start to look different, which, you know, we can, they can make it manufactured 3D almost, and then have the surgery so that you can look different just because you say you feel different. I mean, it, it, you know, it's just all of, But for me, when I look at the males that I see on the sub and on the street and they walking with their behind hanging out, like it's a you know it's an open invitation, and the question of whether that's maleness or masculinity, but and and it's walking around as is normal. I don't get I, I don't care what's going on anyplace else. It's the community that I'm living in and the future I'm seeing for the children I'm looking at that I'm concerned with, and I just don't hear any voices to say, well, this is how we're going to address them. And again, going back to Brother, when Brother Moe saying, when 
black males and now even females think it's important as a badge of of their of their maleness of their person to go to prison. And they're going to prison and it's going in that kind of environment which is pushed on the T V. I mean, that is that's what's gonna happen with a set on the street, like somebody gonna turn you into a punk. I mean and I've, I've heard a young boy on the bus say, well, when I go to jail, you know, I'm going to be raped. And we we know that when we sit and watching TV and watching and, and listening to and going to work, we know that these things are being said and and we don't say anything. And then we get this national, you know, or, 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 or Department of Justice edict to come down and say, well, the schools, the primary places where they're going the most, you're going to not only deal with this other sexual orientation issues beyond education, and they're going to tell you they ain't getting educated, but they got to be able to respect sexual orientation. I know it. That's, that's crazy. And, and I'm glad that you point that out, Richard, because look at the, just look at that. Look at what you just said. He didn't come and give an executive order for uh, uh, public accommodations and restaurants and things like that to be uh, transgender. He focused in on schools. Schools where our children are. The elementary all the way to high school. They're young people. Schools. Locker rooms and bathrooms. Are, are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, it's serious. <laughs> Thanks, man. Richard, <laughs> thank you for your call, man. For the route, we're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, I think we're going to wind things down. All right. Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and, and our enemies. <laughs> Everybody is here. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. 
Are you one of the million conscious black people who believes that we have the collective wherewithal to affect real economic and political change? If so, band together in solidarity by joining the one million conscious black voters and contributors. Choose leadership that will work for the best interests of black people. We can no longer sit on the sidelines and expect things to change for the better without a significant number of black people playing a pivotal role in that effort. Will you be one of the million that recognizes that black dollars matter? Are you that person who believes it's time to leverage our votes for reciprocity from politicians? If so, then you should join the 1 million conscious black voters and contributors with members in 29 states and growing every day. We encourage you to sign up and help spread the word by sharing our website, I am one of the million.com. That's I am one of the million.com. Antiquity to the present. Our people need to develop a new paradigm. It's time for an awakening. Sundays, 7 p.m. with your hosts, Elliot and Reggie. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. And uh, before we leave the air this evening, I just want to remind you about uh, timeforawakening.com. That'll take you to Time for Awakening Media. And there you'll see uh, blogs, articles, uh, podcasts of the program, uh you can download, share with your friends, listen to it at other times. This program tonight, if you didn't hear it in its entirety, it'll be up there on the podcast. Available for download. Uh, there'll be other things that we'll be adding to the site uh, very soon. Products and the black products by black vendors that we use every day. Different things will be uh, be able to be purchased also from the site. So just make that one of your favorites. Put it in your address bar. It's timeforawakening.com. That'll take you to Time for Awakening Media. Also, you heard the uh, the advertisements. You can be, become part of a movement and make a difference for our people. Just go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com. Read the mission statement. Read the planks. Get in, with the, get in where you fit in. Get involved. Make some real change for our people. Just go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. Dot com be part of the one of the million join me and brother ralph and several of our callers and get involved people make a difference for our people no more we can do we can no more sit on the sidelines we have to become involved more proactive again i want to thank brother ralph for being with us this evening brother ralph yes sir <laughs> you heard uh who was that, Brother Jay, or who was that? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I want to say something that Brother me and Brother Jay uh, uh, sort of disagreed on mm-hmm. um, about Donna Edwards. You know, this program is called Time for an Awakening. No longer can we support politicians that don't want to address our issues publicly. We got to stop that because look what it left us with, a Barack Obama, a Cory Booker. <laughs> These kind of people, we got to stop. If they don't want to speak up on our issues, we don't give them our support. That's why we have programs like this. Now, even though that black caucus who are nothing but a bunch of sambos or Uncle Tom's cabin, you know, even though they hurt her, she hurt herself. She had a chance to speak up and she didn't. No longer should we support anybody like that, man. So I just had to close on that, you know. And uh, but I understand what he said. 
those people down there, including the president, put their support behind our presser. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, Elliot. You know what I mean? So that's what I just had to end with, man. So it is time for us to wake up, and we can't do it soon enough, bro. Well, the door is always open for you, brother. And I want to thank you for being with us this evening. And thank the listening audience for being with us. Lively discussion, as always. And we'll be back next week, Lord willing, to continue on this path towards an awakening. Peace. Uh Uh-oh. Got to cue up the right stuff here. (laughs) There's always something when you're dealing with live radio. Again, uh, before we leave, just go to www. I am one of the million.com to be involved. That's www. I am one of the million.com. Read the mission statement. Read the planks. Get in where you fit in. We'll see you next week. Peace. Children playing after school. They seem to be so unaware. Oh, I know, I know the things that they'll soon have to take care of.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.